we timed it exactly to my phase endings. Oh, my next phase is starting. Time to take my photo and my measurements. Hang on, wait, how much did I just lose off my butt? Are you serious? Right? <laughs> and so it was it was a constant gradual journey until all of a sudden I went, hang on, I did it? What do you mean I did it? <laughs> and every month was a success. There was never a moment of failure because I knew that it was a continuing journey. There was never... I think even after the first 10 pounds, it was like, we're not going back. I actually lost 10 pounds. And so it was like, how can we do this more? How, how can we just make this better? That first month made my self-confidence soar. I was like, oh my goodness, I did this and I'm still caring for my kids. I'm still handling my career. In fact, my job is doing better than ever because I have the mental space to care about my job and myself and my kids now. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, founder here at the Fit Mother Project, and I want to officially welcome you to some of the first episodes here on the Fit Mother Podcast. This has been a long time coming. Earlier this year in 2021, we made the amazing decision to start our Fit Father Podcast, and what we wanted to do is bring on stories of our amazing Fit Fathers and members that were transforming their lives with our men's program. And now we get the same honor and privilege to do the same with our Fit Mother program. And I could not be more excited to kick off this Fit Mother podcast with a transformation story of Mrs. Stephanie Plasier and her husband, Chris Plasier. They used this program and they joined in June of 2019. And within one year, Steph lost 92 pounds completely regained her self-confidence, her energy, her ambition. And she did all of this on the Fit Mother program while still kicking butt as a mom, raising her two kids, doing amazing with her career, and finally finding a simple and sustainable solution to her nutrition and her exercise that she could actually stick to. And she did it alongside of her amazing, loving husband who used our Fit Father program to build muscle. So this is just an incredible story because I believe that when families really discover the gift of putting health as a core value in the center, the amount of amazing things that can happen is just unbelievable. The improvements that Steph talks about, not just with herself and her health and her body and her confidence, but with her kids, the kinds of things they're seeing and now doing with their nutrition just warms my heart. And there's so much to learn from this amazing couple. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Stephanie Plasier and Chris Plasier. Welcome to the Fit Mother Project Podcast. Steph, Chris, welcome officially to the very first member interview here on the Fit Mother Podcast. And before I hit record, I was saying that I couldn't think of a better person to have this first interview with. Steph, I'm speaking to you specifically. Thank you for doing this. And I'm so excited to share your story about how you transform your life, how you did this with Chris. So to kick this off, I'd love for you guys to introduce yourselves, where you're from, a little bit about your family, and then we're going to get into your fit mother and effectively your fit father journeys. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for having us today. It means so much that you consider us part of this journey, and we are so grateful to help inspire anybody else around us. We are from Manitoba, Canada. And for those that don't know, we're just above North Dakota to help kind of put it into perspective for you there. Yeah, we started back in 2019, really, and this has changed our lives. I can't even begin to scratch the surface of what it's done for us. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we have two boys who are nine and six. It's just been life-changing for all of us, so it's been really fantastic. So refresh those. For those who are listening, 
who joined first? Who decided to sign up for the program first? How did you guys get involved? Because you did this as a couple, which I think is very special. Because a lot of times women join our Fit Mother program by themselves. Men join the Fit Father program by themselves. But you guys kind of did this as a unit, which I think was so powerful. And your goals were also different. But like, how'd you guys even find us and how'd you get started? What was the beginning of this? I think that's a funny story that I'll take point on that one. <laughs> and so... So we were going through the motions at the time of joining. The kids were seven and three, essentially. And so life was chaotic. Chris comes to me one day. And he's like, oh, my goodness, this is what I want to do. And and Chris is a very outgoing personality. When he decides he wants to do something, he's doing it. Nothing's stopping him. And so honestly, it was like, oh, my goodness, what have you found now? Really? What is this going to do to us? Like, what's the cost? Where is this going how long are you going to stick with it? And so Chris absolutely brought the program to me. And I said to him, I said, okay, fine. I said, you go in and you, I said, spend the money for yourself. And I said, let's see how long this lasts. And within a week of him having purchased the first 30 days, just to understand what the whole thing was about. And I started kind of snooping in and reading a little bit more about it. And I was like, hang on, this is just easy. Hang, what, what's going on here? Why do I agree with him? I don't, I never agree. With him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so it just kind of morphed and it blossomed, I guess is the best way to say it, it blossomed from there. And before I knew it, I had bought the first 30 days myself and we had been talking and spiraling on it. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, I'm sorry, Chris, I have to admit you had a good idea. You were right <laughs> this one time. <laughs> I love it. So what were some of the first changes that you guys made together? Well, I imagine it was starting with some of the nutrition stuff. And Chris, for those who are listening, Chris has an episode that will probably be live on the Fit Father podcast by the time people hear this, talking about his journey of focusing on building muscle and getting his habits right, fixing his posture, and really just gaining the strength he always wanted. What did you guys start to do as a couple? Like, What were the first changes that happened in the household? Well, I'd say like absolutely the first thing, like I did the purchase and then shortly after she did the purchase and our first month was literally acquiring food. We wanted to do things right, right? Like if we were going to do this, we're going to do it right. So we were getting supplements, we were getting food, we were doing a lot of reading and we had set a start date for ourselves. And so that was the first thing that we did really was like research and development, you know, to really make sure that we knew what we were doing. So then when that fateful day of July 14th, 2019 came along, then we just dived straight in. So nutrition was a big, big change. And then we started working out and it was pretty much immediate. Like you were on the Apex 10 right away and I was diving straight into old school muscle and there was, there was no turning back. Like we, we dove in hard, admittedly, but it was easy, right? Yeah, and I think to, to circle back a little bit, it was the nutrition. How do we set our nutrition up for success? Because everybody knows it's 80% nutrition, 20% exercise. And being a young family with two young picky eaters, how can we make this work so that all four of us are fed well? And in that first month where we were digesting all the information, writing our mission statements, learning about the perfect plate and what actually is real food versus acceptable, fake thinking you're doing it right. We literally spent two weeks meal prepping. We made all these freezer meals. We had, I think, about 30 bags of frozen five-ounce pre-portioned chicken breasts in the freezer and rice pre-cooked, all these portions out. Like, If we're going to do this, we have to set it up for success with our busy family, and it all comes down to meal timing. So there was no excuse to say, oh, you know what? We're, we're just behind schedule today. We're just going to go eat out. 
we eliminated all of those obstacles as an excuse. And I think that's what really kicked the success off. Absolutely. It was all planned, right? And I mean, these are all suggestions that are in the material. So when it's all planned and you follow that, it's you're, you're ready. You know, you are prepared for when things go awry. You know, you, you know what to do. So it's been fantastic. One of the things I want to say about the nutrition, too, that I've always kind of marveled about was that I always kind of considered myself, certainly in the last 15 years or so, to you know, I, I was somewhat health conscious. I tried to focus on whole grains and things like that. And yet, when we went through the material, I realized that my macros and everything were just all wrong, right? Like you, you're literally teaching people how to eat properly. I mean, that might be an indictment of our society, but it's just amazing to... It's humbling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as you're getting started... For reference, Steph, what was your actual like starting weight, if you don't mind sharing, and where you were at beforehand? I don't mind at all. If anybody can do it, I started at 242 pounds. How tall are you? I'm five foot seven. So, yeah. And explain what the journey was like. Cause I mean, you lost a tremendous amount of weight within a year. So, what was the actual change on the scale? And then I kind of want to get into practically speaking, what kind of things made that happen? Certainly. So I started, like I said, at 242 pounds and I had initially set a goal weight of just hitting Wonderland. And I call it Wonderland because that's just getting below 200. And I was truly, I didn't think I'd ever do that because I was so far gone. And then I hit that 200 and I went, okay, let's keep going. And then I set a goal for 175 and I ended up at 150 pounds at five foot seven well-muscled. And I think that's a key point to list out there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, your before and after photos are incredible. Like you lost a whole person and you did this right before your 40th birthday, if I remember correctly. Is this right? No, I'm only 36. Okay. So you did it at 36. <laughs> yeah. And so how, how did it work with your young kids? Like how did you incorporate them in the nutrition plan? Because I think there's an objective a lot of parents have is like, you know, we got to get the whole family working on this. And inside the programs, we talk about the ideas of perfect plates and stuff like this. How did that work with your kids? That's a very good question. And, and honestly, we took it from the lens of we know what our kids will eat. How do we slowly start weeding in proper choices with while teaching them why this is a proper choice and blending it in with what kids like to eat. And it was just a slow progression. You know what, guys, we're not having white shell pasta tonight. You're going to have some rice with your food tonight. And you know what? I know you love corn, but we're going to try some green beans tonight. So, and it was the, the protein was always an option. We always picked it together. And something so simple as being able to blend the kids in was we know they don't like certain spices on their chicken. So when we pre-cooked the chicken, we set specific frozen meals aside for them that was spice friendly for the children. And then the rest just kind of flowed along with that. So it was understanding what your kids will eat and making it work for you with the information you have gained and learned from reading the material. Totally. Now, what did your daily routine end up looking like as you're going through this tremendous weight loss journey? You get up in the morning, like run me through what an average day in your life looks like and looked like, Steph. 
Absolutely. So there was a little bit of trial and error involved. When we first started out, we went, okay, we know this is our work routine. How do we fit this in? And so when I started working out, I absolutely started working out at night because it was the only time I felt it was possible. And that grew and that morphed because as we learned more throughout the phases of the program, we understood that working out in the morning was the most important time. So then we, we looked at our life schedule and said, how can we fit in this morning routine? I took the sacrifice, I say at the time, and I started waking up earlier because I deserved my me time to be a better version of myself for my family. And Chris supported me. We talked about it the whole way. He knew was when mom was working out, kids, let mom work out. If you want to go watch her, join her, go for it. But otherwise, it's her time. And it just grew into, this is our routine now. We get up, we work out in the morning. And it actually taught the kids to serve themselves breakfast because they knew we were busy. Yeah. You know, simple things like that. It's just they grew with us and gained responsibility by us prioritizing ourselves. That's beautiful. Like a really nice unintended consequence. Now. Starting out working out, I think there's a lot of women who might be a little bit intimidated by certain kinds of workouts or think you need to exercise in a certain way. What was your experience like with the Fit Mother workouts? You know, for those who aren't familiar quite yet, using dumbbells and kettlebells, doing effectively circuit training with these motions like swings, squats, shoulder presses, rows. What was that like for you in learning to move your body in that way? Oh, it was empowering. Oh my goodness. (laughs) There's a two-parter there as well, because I am an incredibly stubborn person and I don't like not being able to do something. And so I have to admit, like the exercises were absolutely intimidating to start with, but I'm sorry to circle back for it, but then I wrote my mission statement and I was a heaping, sobbing mess by the time I was done. And I was like, okay, I have to do these workouts. There's no other option. I, I have to do this because I am worth it and my family is worth it. And so that first Apex 10... I didn't give in. I had done enough reading and I followed enough information on the Facebook group to know that body weight was okay, that low weight was okay. And I had all the tools to say, I don't need to do the 20 pound dumbbells on day one. So I started with, I think it was five pound dumbbells. And I said to Chris, I said, hold on, I'm about to get really grumpy, but I'm going to finish this apex today and nothing's going to stop me. And so I did that first apex all the way up to 10 and back down. And I came out of that going, oh my gosh, I just did that. If I can do this, I can do anything. I'm 242 pounds. I just did this, you know? And it just, that was the trigger. It was just green lights from there. Watching her do those (laughs) MRTs, that was something else. I mean, I was doing the traditional strength training of OSM, which I quite enjoy, but watching her do that, wow, I was just like, holy. It was a while before I tried some of those. And when I did, It teaches you something. It humbles you for sure. So I I had nothing but respect for her watching her go through these. And she was very strong through it. Like for everyone, every time the the phase switched and the exercise switched, she'd go on to the next one. And it was like, man, okay, I thought the other one was bad. (laughs) There was some some language. Yeah. That is such a beautiful thing for you to see one another doing different types of workouts, but still being so supportive of one another in that. And it's a beautiful thing because for those who don't know Chris's backstory, Chris, you were building muscle. Steph, you're losing weight at the same time. Chris, were you working out at the same time or did you have a different time that you were working out? Early on, I was actually going to the gym. So it was usually early on, it was in the evening or something. It would depend. Sometimes we were working out at the same time, but we weren't in the same place. But later on, like nowadays, we are often working out 
together or close together sort of thing because we all have a home gym and everything here. So our workouts often overlap. But back then, it was more more separate. But I I often would be around, you know, when she was doing a workout. So I would see that or sometimes I was just upstairs and I would just hear it and <laughs> it was just it was something to behold I can tell you that and she never ceased to amaze me the other thing that you mentioned there specifically about building muscle and about losing weight it amazed me how these two programs two people who are on essentially kind of opposite journeys and yet the program still functions together like she totally understood what I was doing and I totally understood what she was doing. The foods, we ended up, basically, we could make the same thing and just change the portions up, right? So that I needed to be at a caloric surplus in order to build muscle, and she needed to be at a, at a deficit. And so other than, you know, giving her a couple of jabs because I had a giant shake and she had that much smaller shake, I mean, it just, they complemented each other, you know, which is amazing. That is super beautiful to hear. Steph, I want to go back to your mission statement because I think it was really important that you loop back to that and brought that up because you said, you know, well, before I talk about my workouts, let me talk about my why, which is for those who are not familiar, our Fit Mother members and our Fit Father members, they write a change mission statement before they start the program because it taps into your deep psychology, taps into your heart and gives you that just basic framework for why you're going to undertake these things that are initially challenging, but ultimately become super rewarding and empowering. What did you write down in the beginning that really motivated you and brought you to tears? What were your big reasons? Because I know those were so important for making this not just a fad diet for you, but something you're still sustaining years later. What were those initial core reasons that you knew you needed to take this super seriously? Oh my goodness, that's a fantastic question. And and to summarize, I think the entire process leading up to the mission statement and the material you provided and, and the psychology behind it is that entire process. And when I wrote those final words of, I need to do this so I can be here for my kids and that they can have healthy choices. Because the entire thing made me realize that while I felt I was being the perfect mom and doing everything I could by sacrificing myself for my children at the young age that they were, I realized that I was only doing myself and my family a disservice by not prioritizing myself to be the best version of myself to empower my children and my husband to be the best versions of themselves by coming along with them. I think to summarize that perfectly is I realized I didn't need to sacrifice myself to succeed. Really resonates with me in a very deep way. And what I find from having seen so many of these mission statements over the years is that oftentimes it's this exact pattern that you describe. It's subtle, but it's so important. It's one, the things that are most motivating for us are often that we're not just doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for our entire family ecosystem, those around us, the example we're setting. And to do that, we must take this focus lens and turn it on ourselves. So it's like we're doing it for others, but it requires this internal turning of energy and self-prioritization that is so important. And then with that energy, you start to exercise. Now you exercise in the morning. What did you do for your first meal of the day? And let's go through a day in your life in terms of what you decided for like go-to breakfasts, regular lunches and dinners, because to lose that weight, you obviously dialed in your nutrition to a very good extent. Absolutely. So hundred percent, even to this day, we drink the fat burning shake. 
it is our go-to breakfast shake. And to have anything else for breakfast feels so wrong because we understand that our complete meal is in this breakfast shake, right? Just because we understand the science behind it. So even to this day, almost two and a half years later, we still have our respective shakes for our programs as what we need. Now, I'm not needing the full fat burning shake, so I do add a little bit of calories to that now as I'm in maintenance, but it's still shake for breakfast. That's just what you do. So worth noting, sorry to interrupt, so worth noting that we burnt out a blender early on and had to switch to something a little <laughs> bit more powerful. So that's how much we were we were using it. Yeah, good point. <laughs> As for lunches, so because there's four phases to think of here. So phase one was really just, all right, we're going to stick to the outlines. And, and truth be told, we looked at the lunch menu in program provided and we're like, okay, we know we like the Caesar wrap. We know we like the avocado manwich or sandwich. It was a manwich for you and sandwich for me. And we know we like the omelets. All right. That's what we're going to stick to. It's going to be boring, but suck it up. You got yourself into this position. Let's figure it out. And, (laughs) (laughs) And so, but throughout that first month, we learned how to grow our nutrition. And supper was a similar concept. We had a lot of chicken and we had turkey and we we really stayed far away from most other meats. It was chicken and turkey. I would have the occasional steak pieces as long as they were extra lean, but we stuck to that organic grown, everything that was right. And then we added the brown the brown rice. We added in the rice pasta, actually. Most of our diet is rice in terms of our carbohydrates. But we even stuck to the snack in there too. I, I skipped over that. I apologize. But so my typical day was a breakfast shake for the morning. I would have a snack at 9 or 10 a.m., which was an apple and almonds or cucumber and almonds, depending on the phase I was in, and then lunch and then supper. And that was it. But everything was measured out to the point where the nice thing was I could just take a measuring cup and, oh, here's my half a cup of rice or here's my five ounces of chicken. But I wasn't tracking the calories. And it was just being able to focus on what I was putting in front of me versus how much of it I was putting in front of me. That was huge. What you just outlined, there's so much profound little aspects in that. And I want to spell a couple of them out because I want people to catch them. One is you had a daily rhythm and a structure where you had a workout. If you were working out that day, you had breakfast, which was a red demented shake. You had a snack in the morning. You knew your go-to snacks. You didn't need to think about it. You enjoyed them. You had your couple options for lunch and then dinner was flexible enough, but you knew generally plug in these proteins, plug in these vegetables. And we happen to really love rice-based carbs. So these are there. And this gave you consistency. And then you were able to effectively lose weight without counting calories, have some variety. I want to talk about this though, because I think a lot of people before they join like a structured program like this are eating all sorts of different kinds of foods and they don't have any structure. And they might be hearing this feeling like, man, does it get boring having the same things? Is this like, I want you to speak to your experience about the ideas of consistency and variety as it relates to nutrition. Has this been really hard for you to stick to? Or do you feel deprived or is it something that's much different? No, I don't feel deprived at all. And Part of it is that we turned it into a game. And going back to the structure and the schedule, we literally would print off a calendar every month and we'd write our workouts and what the kids' activities were or what our activities were. And we said, okay, what meals are we going to make today versus tomorrow? And what variety do we need to add in? What quick meal do we need to make today versus what longer meal can we take tomorrow? Ooh, what's our Friday fun meal? You know, like, and it's still on plan. And we get excited on the days where we had to have a freezer meal because that meant we got to have chili and it was in the freezer and we made it a treat. And so we actually turned a lot of the 
the variety into, well, we know that we're going to have chicken or we're going to have turkey meatballs, but we know that we can use almond flour with it. Like we didn't feel deprived because the nutrition was there and the quality and the value and taste of the meals was better than anything we had because we came away feeling completely satiated no matter how we took the perfect plate concept swapped out our vegetables, swapped out our carbs and swapped out our protein. It was never boring because you make it a game every week to say, what are we going to plan for meals this week? How can we switch up this perfect plate? We have a number of go-to meals, but we don't have them every day, right? Other than the shake, which again, that muscle building shake is the best thing on earth, man. I I never get sick of that. But other than that, I mean, we vary it up. So week by week, we tend to see some of the same things. But it's enough of a space in between that I certainly don't get sick of them. Most of the meals I'm quite excited for. And there's certain ones we save for Friday nights, you know, just because it's like, hey, we almost think it's like a cheat meal, except it's not. (laughs) Sorry if I could interject. That's a fantastic point, actually, is constantly cheat meal isn't going out and binging on burger and fries or something like that in our minds. Our cheat meal was, can we have those squiggly rice noodles tonight with maybe a little bit of extra butter and and add mushrooms to our broccoli and stir fry? Like we just turned it into, oh, we could have cheese on this meal. Like add our Parmesan to it. Like Because that's what became the want very quickly. We didn't want anything else. That is such an important point because it does seem like there's a point in the journey when you clean up your nutrition that you actually desire healthy foods because one, they taste phenomenal. Your taste buds change and you just want to eat real food. And two, you feel great afterwards. And then a lot of people starting these programs with the first couple of times they have their free meals, they blow it up with like something huge, like the burger and the fries, and they feel terrible afterwards. And then over time, your free meal becomes pasta with a little extra butter or like the margin of how far you actually want to deviate gets smaller because you just get addicted to feeling so good. At what point in your weight loss, Steph, did that happen for you? Did it happen pretty quickly in the first 10, 20 pounds? Did it take longer over a number of months? Do you you have a sense? Because I know it's hard to maybe detect an exact point, but was there a switch where you're like, wow, like, I think I've really feel like my preferences have changed very substantially? Yeah. So for the first few months, my stubborn switch had flipped and there was no other options. Sorry, people, this is what's happening in my life. Not sorry. And then I think because we started in July, the biggest trigger was around the Christmas season when I went, I don't actually want any of this food in front of me. In fact, it doesn't even smell good anymore. And there was dainty trays everywhere and sugars and sweets. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel bad for passing them up because they don't actually entice me in any way. And that was like, hang on, they don't entice me anymore. What's happening here? I'm Ukrainian. I like everything like that, (laughs) you know? And so that was, I think, the real moment of, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. At what point in this journey do you look in the mirror and see a completely different person? I mean, it's a process of self-love to lose weight. One, you have to really commit. And I would like you to speak to that too. You have to commit to love yourself enough to put in the effort in the beginning and then to continue loving yourself every day as the progress is slow and gradual, but you stack up slow, gradual progress over a course of a year. Then you have that before and after photo that everyone gapes about. But like, what was the process of self-love throughout this journey for you and some of the internal emotional game of this? So one of the key points on that of learning where the self-love came in is that, again, through the material and the journey is we committed to taking 
measurements and a photo every month of ourselves. Because whether or not we felt the progress, we wanted to provide ourselves with a way to see the progress. And every month, we timed it exactly to my phase endings. Oh, my next phase is starting. Time to take my photo and my measurements. Hang on, wait, how much did I just lose off my butt? Are you serious? Right? (laughs) And so it was It was a constant gradual journey until all of a sudden I went, hang on, I did it? What do you mean I did it? (laughs) And every month was a success. There was never a moment of failure because I knew that it was a continuing journey. There was never, I think even after the first 10 pounds, it was like, we're not going back. I actually lost 10 pounds. And so it was like, how can we do this more? How how can we just make this better? That first month made my self-confidence soar. I was like, oh my goodness, I did this and I'm still caring for my kids. I'm still handling my career. In fact, my job is doing better than ever because I have the mental space to care about my job and myself and my kids now. That's powerful. I imagine at a certain point in this journey, you have to buy completely new clothes. Like maybe even more than once, maybe a couple times. What was it like shopping for a new wardrobe? Because I know that's a part of self-love too, right? I mean, you're throwing out with the old, in with the new. Oh, that... That was an experience in itself. And I'll admit I was slow to admit that I needed to do that. So I wore a lot of frumpy clothes for a long time. And what really sparked it off was my best friend throwing me her jeans and saying, for the love of God, put these on. Yours are too big. <laughs> and she was a size 28. And I was like, your, your pants are never going to fit me. What are you talking about? And I put them on and I did the button up and I just started crying in front of her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when are we going shopping? <laughs> like, what is happening? And I think it was that weekend that I took six garbage bags of clothes out of my closet. I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was a, sorry, Chris, the credit card's going to hurt, but I need to do this. <laughs> it was, oh I still don't believe it to this day because I'll never forget that experience. I literally stood in the change room crying when I put on those clothes that I was like, what are you talking about? They're fitting me. Again, when I said to the lady, I said, can you hand me these jeans? And she's like, no, you need a smaller size. No, no, no. Let me try these ones on first. I was an hour in the one store with people telling me to change the size before I believed them. (laughs) Totally. I mean, the psychology... Just getting to know your new body. There's many of these moments, a lot of them external, people recognizing and and then you finally recognizing. Did your kids recognize along the way? I mean, they saw phenomenal physical transformation. And at the same time, Chris, I'd like you to speak to it as well. I mean, you're getting a lot stronger. When you start working at home, I'm sure kids are seeing you lift some things and they're like, whoa, dad, like that's a pretty nice deadlift there. What's it like having them observe your journey? One, maybe things they've said. And then two, what was it like for you to have them observe your journey? Talk to me about your kids and the relationship, how that changed. The biggest and hardest thing was my youngest son crawling onto my lap one day and he says, hey, mom, I fit on your lap better. Where'd your tummy go? I can snuggle you more. And that was a whole nother bawling experience because he was five at the time and didn't know. He didn't know. And I think for our oldest, who understands and sees these at the time, he's like, wow, you guys, mom, you look amazing. You're beating me in a race now? Why are you beating me in a race? And that that's empowering in itself. So for my oldest, it was absolutely keeping up with him physically. And for my youngest, it was the feeling of comfort and love that he felt by being able to snuggle me closer. And that was hard. That was very hard. (laughs) Then switching over to Chris and the the physical fitness, I mean, both of the kids, I'm going to let you take the main point on this one, but both of the kids actually want to work out now. They're actually working out at their ages just for what's appropriate for them and using your video for the kids' exercise when they can. (laughs) 
I actually had our oldest at the squat rack. I got him doing some light barbell squats just to kind of get the form going and some deadlifts and stuff like that. He's he's starting to get the hang of it and he, he enjoys it. So I think there might be a future there. I don't know if he's got my genetics. I don't know if it's a real prosperous uh, future, but still, as far as physical fitness and enjoyment, there's a lot to be had there. So one of the things he said to me one time was actually, I think it was just this summer when we were outside, I think on the trampoline and I had my shirt off, it was warm. And he mentioned, he was kind of making an off comment, but mentioning how like I was muscular, which kind of blew my mind because I never really even now that I'm the strongest that I've ever been, I'm still a fairly lanky guy. So, but hey, I'll take it. That's <laughs> that feels pretty good. So, if they wake up early in the morning, that sorry, you're downstairs. You're going to help me count my reps, right? But but the biggest takeaway for us overall is them learning the difference between unhealthy and healthy. They ask questions: Is this too much on my plate? Is this a healthy choice? And just seeing that we have inspired that at such a young age knows that they are set up for successes where I had failures when I was growing up. Um, That almost makes me tear up. I'm honestly, because that level of awareness that they have is a gift at this stage in life that they're able to carry on the next maybe 80 plus years of their life with like looking at plates, making distinctions, seeing the goodness that came into your guys' lives through your proactive efforts and wanting to do the same. (laughs) Oh, like the ripple effect of that is incredible, right? I mean, that's culture. And and health and fitness is a beautiful value to have at the center of a family culture. And I think you guys have established that. And I'm so proud of you guys and grateful that you put in the work to do this. So a couple questions before we close is one is, how has this been sustainable for you guys over a number of years? I mean, I know it's a lot of the things that we've effectively talked about in terms of the routines and rhythms, but maybe compared to past things you might've tried with other diets or workout kicks, like why is this sustainable for you? Why are you able to maintain your weight loss, Steph? What makes you guys continue into the future as well? It comes down to the psychology of it. You made me ask myself why I deserve to do this. And there was no turning back once I had that switch flip and go, oh my gosh, I can have this. I can have a career, I can have a family, and I can be me in both directions. And as soon as it became habit, there really isn't any other choice. This is just life now. But it absolutely was the psychology of it. I think a part of it as well, and not to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure you agree as well, is the the brotherhood or the sisterhood in her case is another thing. Because when you have those like-minded people on the same or similar journey to you, um, you keep each other accountable to each other and you just, it just helps you to continue, you know, that was a thing that surprised me because I wasn't even thinking about it at first. I don't think I joined the brotherhood for about a month after starting. And then after that, wow, realized how much I valued it. And I know you value the sisterhood quite a lot. That's a very good point. And thank you for bringing that up. We had our accountability to each other, but we also had our accountability to ourselves because as it's been said, we had completely different journeys. And my accountability to myself also landed me in the Fit Mother group. And I've met some incredible women that I cannot wait to meet in real life one day. But all of a sudden to be validated that somebody else feels exactly how you do and is going through the exact same things you do, all of a sudden you don't feel alone. And you have this accountability to yourself 
your family and to this whole group of women or men that is supporting you in your journey because everybody just wants to see you succeed. There is no negativity. It's nothing but let's do this. Let's go. Let's put ourselves first. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'll say, I'll say this on behalf of our communities. I know I speak for all of the members in each of these groups that you guys have impacted that the amount that you guys have received from this is only a fraction of what you've given. Like right now we could bring on maybe hundreds of people that have been impacted by you, Chris, through things you post, you know, inspirations and just being there. Steph too. I mean, we mentioned before we even hit record, like your pictures, your posts, your vulnerability. I think so many women were able to see the amount of weight you lost and that it was possible still being a busy mom that inspired them to get started. And I know, you know, all your dear friends on the group are just like listening to this right now, cheering and doing a little happy dance for both of you. So thank you both for just being amazing members. You know, I say that from the bottom of my heart and from all of our team and our staff, it's like a pleasure to have you guys in our community because like attracts like in the sense, like good-minded people just make everything better. So I know that was a powerful part of your guys' journeys. Anyone you want to specifically shout out, Steph, you know, because I know you have some dear friends or anyone you want to give a little shout out to that was a big part of cheering you on in the early stages or someone that you're cheering on right now. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I absolutely have to ask Ben where my sticker is because Chris got a sticker. And <laughs> Chris got a sticker and you didn't get a Fit Mother sticker? Dang. Okay. I didn't get a sticker, Ben. Okay. But Noted. <laughs> if it wasn't for the likes of Amy and Diane and Kristen and Claire and Megan and every other amazing woman I've met along the way, I wouldn't be here where I am. And we still pick each other up every day. There is still a good morning message to our group we've created. Right. And there's people along the way too, like my coworker, Lori Penner, she's done this journey and I've got to watch her do this journey because she was inspired by me. And that is so humbling. And her husband did the Fit Father Project as well. And all of a sudden it's just like, oh my gosh, we inspire these people and us inspiring these people inspired us to just keep going because it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do this. So I've named a few and everybody is so incredibly important to us in our lives. But everybody in that group, seeing those, all those new members coming in and all their new posts, I'm like, yeah, okay, you got this. You can do this. Like I was you. Come on, let's pick you up. Let's go. And it keeps me focused on it. It does. It's like the value cycle where you're filling someone else's cup, which fills your cup, which makes you want to invest more in your health and fitness. I had this idea when I started to realize a couple of years ago, that this program was like really working for people and starting to catch on that every person we touch is like a candle that can light 10 more candles. And I know you guys are just there being you, Chris, pounding your morning shakes, hitting the gym. Like people are transforming just as a byproduct of you being what I consider like a lighthouse, just shining your light, doing your thing for your family. And people see the goodness in you guys. Guys. They see the vitality. They see the happiness and the joy that you guys share. And one day they're going to see your kids being like, go over to a friend's house and be like, no, actually, I'd like to not have that. Do you guys have any vegetables and some protein for me, please? Yeah. <laughs> right. That'll happen one day. They'll be like, what? You're going to get a call. Like, what are you guys teaching your kids? So thank you. So much good stuff. I want to turn the floor over to you guys one more time for anything else you'd like to share before we close this conversation out. I mean, there's been so many good things, but if there's anything else that we haven't touched upon or a message you'd like to leave someone listening to this who hasn't you know, yet started this journey, anything like that, I'd, I'd like to close with that. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw it out there because all you new women or men that are trying this program or don't think you can do this, trust the process, trust in yourself, and believe it or not, you will do amazing things in your lives. 
I, I had a binge eating disorder and I was a borderline alcoholic. And here I am today, incredibly healthy and empowered by life, mentally and physically. I know you think you can't do it, but you absolutely can as long as you believe in yourself and trust that it's okay to put yourself first for once. I don't think anything else needs to be said. I mean, Chris, you had your whole episodes. We're going to cut you off. Beautiful conversation. Thank you both for being a part of our lives and our communities and for the willingness to share your hearts and share the journey you've been through. I'll say this, God bless you and your family. And for many years of great health and continued momentum, you guys make me smile. This was the best way I could have spent the back half of my day. I'm going to go have my perfect plate dinner with my wife with a huge smile on my face. So thank you guys for being here. Thank Thank you you so so much much for having us. And thank you so much for you and your community for being so committed to us as a family and themselves. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com, and on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms, and you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast.